Guitars World of Gaelic Games. Hello and welcome to the TC Tires World of Gaelic Games on Monday the 27th of November. Thanks to Frank Tynan for an excellent edition of Kilkenny today and Frank will be back again on Wednesday for a review of the Kilkenny people and all that's going on in Kilkenny. On the weekend for Tuller, Ross Burke and Thomastown and Auckland Gales booked their places in the Leinster Finals. We'll be looking back at all three games and we'll be talking Camogie with Aoife Lanigan as Dixborough prepare for their all-earned semi-final showdown with Lockheed Shamrocks and I'll be running down through all the handball news. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Text us in on our taxback.com line on 086 353 and that's a Clune Tech Company or you can phone us in on 056 or you can message us on WhatsApp on 087 8887. As always, I'm delighted to be joined in the studio by Kieran Maloney, Eamon Butler, Nicky Brennan and Pat Tracy. Good evening, lads. Evening, Kieran. Evening, Kieran. I suppose, Kieran. look, we'll start with uh, the Under-21 Championship. We were both down in uh, Donamagan there yesterday and a comprehensive win for Dixborough. It was a very comprehensive win, Kieran. They were by far the better team. It started off competitively enough. Donamagan tore into it earlier. Their tackling was good and uh, they got a couple of scores but you always felt that uh, Dixborough would just get the scores that, that little bit easier I think um, not too many of Dunamagan's scores came from play, but uh, the second goal that was scored by Kevin Moore, an outstanding goal, I think that made it, you know, that put seven or eight points in it, and at a very early stage you could tell that the writing was on the wall then. Um, and then into the second half, then obviously as Dunamagan had to push forward a little bit, the spaces opened up in behind, uh, in front of the full forward line, and you had the likes of Parry Mylan, James Carroll and those lads putting lovely balls into what are a very lively set of forwards and uh, Dixborough fairly put them to the sword now and you know they scored 7 whatever it was 7-15 and it's no exaggeration Kieran, to say that they left 4 or 5 goals behind them that they really should have scored it could have gotten very very messy even though you know 30 points is a huge win it could have been something a whole lot more um, and you know in fairness to Donna Megan their lads they tried the best they could but the golfing class was just too big and if you sorry Kieran, but if you have uh, I was just looking at Dixborough and amazingly for a club under 21 team they actually got what I think is five members of the Kilkenny Senior Hurling Panel uh, in Harry Shine Killian Hackett Parig Mylan Timmy Clifford and Niall Rowe now I know Harry and Killian were both injured for the match yesterday but that's amazing for a club under 21 team to be able to call on, on the likes of that it's it's just unbelievable and the size of them as well um, Moylan at centre back and Rowe at full back just to name two and by no means the only two Lee they're Moore huge well. Lee Moore yeah I mean they're huge Kiran, and the athleticism that they bring especially with the type of game that they're playing they're uh, playing a short game didn't always work yesterday but they did stick with it which is a, a good credit to them and they move the ball up the field in possession and they get to a certain area then and then bang it into the forwards and the likes of Aaron Tracy Murphy and these boys very dangerous they brought on Brian Moore he was really dangerous now I like to look at this fella he's very good his balance is deadly can go left or right and his accuracy is quite good and uh, you know Matthew Kelleher scored a goal when he came on and, and like that was as much as Dunamagan scored from playing the whole match and they were getting this from subs that they were bringing on late on in the game it was uh, you know unfortunately for Dunamagan and like I said they did give it everything but the golfing class was just too big Kieran. Yes and I suppose Kieran, the, the killer for him was you know they were after working their way back into it you know it was two points uh, to one or 1-1, one, one, sorry, to a pint, and then said they worked it back to three pints to 1-2, and then bang a goal, you know, they were working their way back into it, and 
the two the first two goals came at crucial stages <laughs> where they're actually going into the game. And then after half time then as well, Timmy Clifford's goal, you know, the first score of the game and it was a soft enough goal, but you know, just killers for them when they were trying to, you know, work their way back into it. Yeah, every time they put their nose up, uh, the bird just came back down and wiped it out and uh, and you're right about Timmy Clifford's goal just after half time. It was of the very soft variety and came in the first few seconds after half time. Mm. So whatever chances there was of a Dunham making comeback was flattened with that goal, you know, and you know, the chances of a comeback were probably slim at that stage even, but they were certainly slim when that goal went in and uh, and Dixborough literally just picked them off after that. I thought the two goals in the first half were quite good, you know, difficult conditions they kept possession of the ball, used it well a couple of good hand passes and good finishes uh, Kevin Moore's finish was outstanding buried it in the top corner from just inside the 21 and uh, he, he was good all through, a very strong player, Lee Moore in the half forward line, won several high balls you know, it was tough going yesterday it was that kind of a misty it's not really rain, but it's that drowned and mist that was falling. It's very slippery, and uh, but the Borough fielding was good. Parig Milan early on was just a little bit, I don't know, was it a bit rusty or whatever it was, but God, he powered into the game and took over at centre-back now. He was really good. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, Dixborough now will wait the winners of James Stevens and Thomastown. That game is done Saturday in the Kells Road. And that should be a cracking semi-final as well at uh, 1.30. And um, I know James Stevens look as difficult for teams at this stage of the year as well, Kieran. You know, to be getting games. I know James Stevens got a challenge match off Gorton Who there yesterday, and Gorton Who were short a few lads as well. So it's difficult, you know, to keep lads together. And in fairness for Thomas Town's probably that bit easier. Mightn't be the same group of players, but you know, at least lads are training together collectively as well. Yeah, and the good nucleus of those Thomas Town lads are playing every week now, whether it's under 21 or senior or, or both, you know. But um, it, it, you're right about the village. It is tough on them. It's been a while since they played Greg Bally it's a few weeks ago now at this stage and uh, they'd be dying for another game after having won that one and they're waiting and waiting and, and you know it, it's nobody's fault and all credit to Thomastown and their success at Intermediate but it does it, it's probably hard for the, the likes of the village to prepare for this game you know and even the Borough now they're not 100% sure when the final might be you know until next weekend they won't know that uh, you know I'm not giving out about that but it does make it difficult for mentors all right yeah. oh, get ready for Christmas now <laughs> the week before Christmas yeah um, Nicky, just on Thomastown, um, comprehensive winners over Kildaki at the weekend. Yeah, it was looked was a no contest. Jack Holden had the ball in the net after about fifteen to twenty seconds, and that just uh, laid the foundations. Kildaki didn't score for ages, and uh, only for the goalie that the goalie Mark McCormick he saved at least four, probably five certain goals. Uh, absolutely brilliant saves. To be fair to the guy, but uh, this was a stall in the park for Thomastown. There was uh, total one way, total one way traffic. And um, look, they, they were their skill level was at a completely higher higher patch pitch than uh, uh, than the, the Kildaki lads. As simple as that. I mean, given that we've had decent runs with, uh, I mean, Kildale have come down here and given decent games. I think it was to Benesbridge, Trimby, Dansford last year. Although I cut the boys a bit of slack, they were missing a few and had been celebrating. So, but at the same time, they generally were competitive. But this was a case of where they were completely out of their depth altogether. And it was uh, the game was two fourteen to five points at half time. It was uh, only going through the motions in the second half. But look, Thomas went about the business well. They thrown the ball around very well. They ran onto the ball very well, and it was generally. Uh Look at the backs of the wall exercise for the meat lads and Thomas Stone strolled into the final. Now where they'll play uh, Bray in two weeks' time. Now Bray are the um, current Leinster champions, but I think uh, to be fair, Thomas Stone will be a, will be a big step up for them. There's no question about it. Yes, and um, Eamon, good win for Tuller then. You know they had to fight hard to come out with that one. 
Yeah, they probably, you know, it's probably it was a much tougher test than they had the last day when Nicky was covering it there with um, Seamus Kennedy below and there won't be a cricket score. So, you know, I think they'll bring him on a lot and, you know, this time of the year, sure, there's always, you know, you, you, the Kilkenny champions would always probably be the favourites and most of the greats that they go into. The, but, you know, you still have to get the job done on the day and for Tuller to come out there at the weekend was good. And I think is it if Thomas Town win the Leinster final and they the following week then an All-Ireland semi-final as well? I think it's something like that. Isn't Nicky with I'm the sure I'm stuck at it earlier on now, but I think they could be out two weekends in a row if it, if they do end up winning the next day as well. So do you know there could be the schedule will be tight between under twenty one and and uh, to yeah. well, if they're playing the week after they play, then it means it means that were they to defeat James Stevens next weekend, that means the county final wouldn't be played probably for uh, two weeks, three weeks. Mm. Do you know so be looking at New Year's looking, Eve. Looking at New Year's <laughs> Eve, yeah. That'll suit the borough. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I'll get over the injuries. <laughs> yeah, twill. This was. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have a text in here. Well done to. Well, was it? it sorry. Well done to Dunamagan winning the under fourteen f- uh, football. Not easy for the country clubs to win f- titles at underage. That's from Paul. And then we have another text in here. One from Thomas. It says, "Is the county board aware that the under twenty one championship is still in progress, or is it they don't care? No linesmen to assist the ref in the Dixborough versus Donegal semi final yesterday. Very poor farm." Well, first of all, that's I think an under fifteen football. But that's neither neither here nor there. Actually, it's just uh, by the way. Look, I suppose it's a matter of getting these competitions played off now. To be honest, about it, Kieran. And it's, uh, but as I said, if the, if Thomas Town were to win on Sunday, it's going to delay it. You will have uh, the the B final is on next weekend. Um, we had the C and the D finals on uh, last weekend, just gone by. So it'll all be left after this weekend will be an A final. But if uh, it can be played probably in two weeks' time, the week after, if it's the village and the borough, or it'll have to del- be delayed for a while if it's Thomastown. So it's, uh, you know, this the season is not over. All the underage were finished on Sunday morning with the two under 15 A and B uh, football finals, which Dunhamagan and Toller won. Okay, thanks, Nicky. Richie, pull over that number four to you there. Uh, you have a big signing com- coming up this weekend. I have Kieran, yeah, in the, the book centre at uh, Saturday coming, 2nd of December at 11 o'clock, Saturday morning. So, bit of work going on with the book at the moment. Yes. But it's going well, good response to it. Good response, yeah. Richie, and um, uh, good feedback so far, anyone we've been talking to, you know, they're all really loving, loving the book, and um, you're getting good feedback yourself. Ah, uh, yeah, look, it's amazing, like, you know, I suppose the fact that Kirshnoor and, and Kilkenny and Callow home camp team are, are the benefit, you know, they're going to benefit from it, hopefully, you know, at the end of the day, and... Uh, it's just extraordinary, you know, the amount of people are touched by, uh, you know, cancer and Koshnor and, you know, we're after getting a lot of phone calls and a lot of texts regarding that. But look, hopefully there'll be a good crowd there Saturday and um, at 11 o'clock Saturday morning in the book centre. 11 o'clock, and yeah. yes, and um, the launch night, Richie Down Langton's was a huge success, a brilliant crowd there that night and it was re- really great night to listen to yourself and Richie Jr., you know, just... There's great stories and all that sort. It was a huge success. Well, sure. Look, I suppose you you know you're going into the unknown and a thing like that, Kieran. You know, and and look, we we got a great turnout from from the people of Kilkenny and 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 our, and our own parish. Like you know, so the night went really well. You know, and that was a that was a big boost. So you know, like you know, all I say to people is, you know, if you're thinking of something a Christmas present, you know, it's going to a good cause, and that's the that's the most important thing. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, I picked up one for Raymond and that night, Richie, and I dropped it out to him last Monday night and he had it read by Tuesday. So. <laughs> <laughs> Raymond, you really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a good read here on. Yeah, it's, you know, the, the old hurling books and the sports books, they're a great read, so it's another one for the collection. And it was great that, the, as Richie said, that everything, you know, it's going to Cushnor and all that as well, the, the proceeds of the book, so it's fantastic in the home care team. So. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Richie, keep an eye on the hurling. Um, did you get to see the O'Loughlin's game the weekend? I didn't, uh, Kieran. No, I suppose I'm out and about a bit with, uh, with what's going on, you know, between now and Christmas. So if you, I haven't seen any, you know, very little. Uh, but, you know, like Kilarmic Kilahi, we're never going to be that easy. Uh, you know, I was actually up that country uh, earlier last week and uh, they have a lot of talent coming. You know, they, they would tell you that around Offaly that Kilarmic Kilahi are the team that have all the good talent coming. So, you know, it was never going to be that easy until more so. Like, you know, you come out today with a win, you know, they're, 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 they're in a great position now and they're going to Crow Park. And I say a lot of them love that, you know, particularly, you know, they're younger players, they have a bit of pace. And, you know, you're coming, to, you're coming back into championship uh, conditions again now, you know. So, and I think it's great, like, to see the matches from here on probably will be played in, you know. I didn't, I didn't hear now where Ballygunner and Clonlara was, but uh, I was led to believe that it could be in Park of so, you know, if that's the case, you know, that's that's going to be equally as good as Crow Park. So, you know, it'll suit, it'll suit all the teams, like. Yeah, no, definitely. And I suppose, Richie, a small bit of unfinished business too, you know, for, for all Auckland's last time they were up there to suffer defeat in Crow Park. So it'll be nice, you know, to go up and get a win and progress them on to an all-earn semi-final. Yeah, look, and I suppose the one thing that stand out with the Lachlans to me, like from, from the very start of this year, Sam and Hogestown against Mullivat, their half-back line are just produced, you know, they're coming with four, five, six, seven points in every game and, you know, that's a huge, that's a huge plus to to, to any team, like, and, you know, even against the Shamerston County final, they still got up and got that, that, that couple of scores, like, which is massive, like, from a half-back line, you know, so, you know, Lachlan's backs are, they're, they're as good as what's out there, definitely, to me, they're, they're a very solid unit, you know, and, and, you know, I think the forwards now will benefit the fact that they, they are in Crow Park. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah, and the experience then of the three county men there as well, and I know Conor Heary coming in there, he's after having a great campaign as well. That's you right. Know, like, it's, hopefully, you'd be hoping they'll get over that line against Nafina. Yeah, look, and you'd have to say, you know, the two wing-backs are, are just, to me, they have to be an outstanding all year, yeah. you know, they're getting they're getting massive scores in tight games, like, and, you know, that's that's, that's big for a, for a team, like, yeah. coming from the half-back line. No, absolutely. And um, so, Richie, 11 o'clock then in the book centre this Saturday morning and um, be down there and yourself and Richie Jr. will be there signing all day. We'll be there. We will, surely. Yes, and like <laughs> you said, a brilliant read for, for anyone that's looking for a stock and filler for the Christmas. It's a brilliant book and you really enjoy it. And um, as Richie said, they're in the book centre from 11am on Saturday morning and a brilliant cause as well. Right, we'll take our first break. Join us after where we'll be talking to Frank Grinsel about... He's raising money as well for Kushnoor, um, brilliant charity, as Richie has said. And we'll also be talking to Andy Comfort and Komogi Witty Philanigan. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back. As always, on the Monday, we're delighted to be joined on the line by Andy Comfort. Good evening, Andy. Uh, Kieran, how are we getting on? Not too bad. Uh, brilliant win for O'Loughlin Gales at the weekend, Andy, and all roads now lead to Craw Park. Yeah, fantastic win uh, in Craw Park in the, in the Leinster final, and it's great. It's great to be in it, and uh, 
very, very good performance on Saturday or, or on Sunday there. So, listen, everyone is happy and the team is hurling well and everything is going to plan. And, um, listen, it was a tough game, Kieran. You know, you're probably seeing it yourself there. There was heavy hitting in it and, like, the boys stood up to it there, uh, stiff challenges. And it was uh, a game, like, there was no quarter given or taken. You know, there was plenty of heavy hitting in a tough championship match. and the boys grinded it out there and albeit you know they, they might have let this, took the foot off the gas in the second half but you know finished very strong and uh, just we're all proud of them and uh, proud of the management and everything everything is going to plan and um, all roads lead to Crown Park now for, for Saturday yeah, and um, Andy, again, like you have to give huge credit to the management, as you said. They got their matchups brilliant. You know, they had um, Hugh Lauren and Garman there and Mikey on screen, you know. So, you know, they're, once you nullify those in the first half, the lads, you know, they hurled that bit of freedom early on, you know. And um, I suppose you, if there was one thing you'd be disappointed with was the the wides in the first half, 10 I counted. And, but other than that, you know, a solid display in the first half. Yeah, listen, you never like weeds are, are are never a factor when you when you win a match. They're always a factor when you lose. You always look back on the weeds, but you have to be creating the chances to take get the shot away, and, and we're creating chances. And like, listen, like, I have to I have to give credit where credit is due. One O'Shea, no, listen, got the ball rolling, he set light to the whole game, and got on the ball, got foul, got the got us rolling in no uncertain terms, you know. And he was a bit under pressure there, but fair play to him. You know he's a he's a he's a he's a great asset to the team when he's going well and like I hope now that that'll shake off the shackles and he'll start rolling. He had a great game and and you know got the first three solo through, got a point, laid off a grand pass there for Owen Wall as well. So he's clicking as well and he's a bonus man for us and we need him going well and he did. He well he set fire to the whole game there there on the, the weekend and um, was delighted for him and like. We can always talk about the the the, the county men are are, are are holding their own, and this was was other lads that chipped in there. Tony Forrest had a game, and there's these are lads that are not unsung, I suppose, and not don't get headlines that they deserve. But a team is a team, and it's made up of fifteen units, you know. And these lads are a vital unit, and they're they showed it on on the weekend. They're fantastic uh, display, and and um, listen. Yeah, you, you, you can't can't overemphasize like the comic were well up for that game here on. You've probably seen it yourself. They were well up for it. They fancied their chances, they say, of of beating us, and they had it all, you know, very strong up the middle. And I suppose a little bit of they were a bit nervous. They thought in the first half, but listen, we capitalized on it and got the result. So you go to Offaly, and we and Kenny know, and you know yourself here on down the years. We often went to, uh, up to Offaly with, with good teams and got beaten. So. Listen, we'll take it when it comes and, and we'll take the victory and it was brilliant, you know. But I have to mention the boys there, uh, Tony Forrest and Owen O'Shea, they were lads that don't get much of a mention all the time and they were very good on the weekend there on Saturday and, and particularly Owen O'Shea, so great strength. And, you know, he came off there at the end of it, but he gives everything that he has, you know, and um, fair, fair, fair dues to him. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, Andy, like your two half backs there and David Forty and Jordan Malay, a point apiece. And then, say, like, I counted all the forward scores from play as well. You know, like, that's a brilliant return for, for any team, you know. And Barr, say, I think maybe Jack Nolan didn't get in the score sheet, but from 5 five seven and all the forwards to score and Keen Lai as well, like, that's a brilliant return from, from, from oh, 8, yeah. 8 to 15. 
Oh yeah, without a doubt. And um, like you mentioned, the two wing backs. I have to mention Jordan Malloy as well. Like, um, cause you, like you have to go back there to a phase there. Kilcormick uh, had a pulled on effort at the goal there. With Forty-three minutes gone to run the up, and you know they took a, got a ball away, and and thirteen got it, and and, and fair play to Jordan Malloy. He got in a weekly hook, and the ball went out to Dave Fogarty. We overturned the ball, went up the field, and we got a point off it. You know, and and, and instead of them getting the goal which it looks like a certain goal apart from a great bit of hurling by Jordan getting in the hook and uh, we got the clearance in and got a pint so it was a kind of a, a four pint swing so to speak but like these are little things that hurler, hur- good hurlers are able to do and Jordan Lee is a very good hurler and uh, you know he shows it he's plenty of time on the ball good players have all the time in the world on the ball he has good time on the ball he seems to have a lot of time on the ball and uh He's a kind of reminder of, of Brian Wheelhen when he was going to his head. He had plenty of time on the ball and he's able to score. And I say, like, he has a lot of, I, I would give an out to him about soccer, soccer, soccer. But <laughs> if fans to these lads, when they have to get in the right position and get themselves on the overlap and be able to creep up along the wing and know when to surge up and know when to create the overlap on, on, on the outside of the wing forward and wing back on the opposition. So he's able to do this and, and it probably comes from I hate to say it, like it comes from tactical tactics in soccer as well. If you're playing wide midfield or you're playing wing, uh, right back or left back, and you have to surge far, but he's able to time it into in such a way that he times the perfection. And same with Dave to coming up along the wing and all these additional points, you know, to bring you to the to the to the, to the victories, you know, to get your wing back scoring is is very beneficial to the team. Yeah, no, absolutely, Andy, and um, I suppose just another point. Like uh, twice in the second half, Andy was back to two points, you know, and uh, the momentum was with Kilcarmick, you could say. But like, Dolachlan's lads showed brilliant resolve, you know, especially up in Tullamore in their back garden to be able to, you know, weather that storm and then drive it on then and come away with that five point victory. Oh, you nailed it on the head there. Like, they were coming with big momentum there and, you know, whittled it down to two points and, like, You'd always be telling teams, you know, to 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 surge at the end and come strong. All 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 Lachlan's teams down the years always came strong in the last five or six minutes, and they have that characteristic. They're coming strong in the last, you know, eight or nine minutes, and and that's a great trait to have. And the boys have it now, and uh, they're coming strong. And um, I suppose, listen, to be, you know, a bit compassionate to the team if you go seven or eight points up in a club game you get there through hard work and then you kind of go in a half time you're kind of resting on your laurels saying you're after getting to a seven point victory or a seven point uh, cushion and you'd probably say you take your foot off the gas a little bit that could be creeping in a little bit but listen they have the resolve and they have the, the know-how and the skill then to come strong in the last 10 minutes and that's what they did exactly yesterday but don't be underestimating Kilcormick they were a strong team very strong 3, 6, 11 and 14 big strong men well able to win the ball and you know they had to be met the challenge had to be met and Lawler came up the field there at one stage he was hit with a merciful shoulder got up got on with the game and, 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 and turned in a terrific 60 minutes so listen these are all things that are developing into the team they're developing strong they're becoming uh, battle hardened and uh, it'll stand home the next day uh, against the scene and jump that fence now the next day you know in Crow Park it's it's a tough place to go with teams uh, with a team and and uh, but it's worth we have the county men that will be able to steady the ship and 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 give direction and that's what we want leadership and direction.
Yeah, no, 100%, Andy. And just finally, before we let you go, that's four games in a row now that uh, Lachlan's haven't conceded a goal. You know, Stephen Murphy in, in, in the goal, you know, no goal conceded in the in the semi-final against uh, Bennis Bridge, none against the Shamrocks, none against Mount Leinster, and now another clean sheet up against Kilcormick. Like, that's, that's an unbelievable defensive display. Yeah, an unreal defensive display. And, uh, like, we go, we go back to the Bennis Bridge match when young Murphy was solo and true, you know, uh, a lot of goalkeepers would have committed, you know, to maybe making a move or something, and he kind of eyeballed Murphy and let him take the shot, put the pressure on him, and it was a great save, and he has been playing great stuff all year, and particularly the puckouts have been well-directed, and are putting us on the front foot straight away with the puckouts, well-directed, and we're we're getting great success in the puckouts, and Stephen is having a brilliant year. Yeah, you can't, you're hit the nail on the head, Kieran, you know, to keep clean sheet in four consecutive matches to take some doing and uh, going well and upwards and onwards No absolutely Andy and um, I suppose Andy we'll, we'll touch base you next Monday night now hopefully it'll be a successful day in Crow Park um, they'll be able to rewrite the history you know the last time I suppose the disappointment of the Claren Bridge now is the chance for this team to create a bit of history and you know come back with the, the Leinster title yeah, unbelievable, yeah, because the years don't be long going, Kieran, and then you look back and you'd be saying, oh, you'll get another bite at it very quickly, but, you know, you don't, these things don't come around that often, and now it's taken whatever, 10 or 12 years <laughs> to get into this position again, and, like, the management of keeping the boys very level-headed, they're very ambitious, and, uh, and I suppose it'll be just one jump at a time, take this match on Saturday, you know, get all the parish behind him. Great support there Saturday, and I'd I, I be presuming that even from outside the sea lads, from outside the club, you know, other clubs coming up to support or support the team because they're all okay, Kenny, and that's great. And uh, I always remember years ago we got letters when we got to the final. Uh, we got letters from Glenmore and other clubs in Kenny, you know, wishing us the best of luck, and that's the way Kenny hurling. Uh, will be and always will be you know they're always standing up for the team that comes out of um, uh, Kilkenny and, and are representing Kilkenny and I'm sure a lot of other club, clubs will ride in behind the Lachlan's the weekend and uh, a lot of support will go and if the team deserve it and, and the management deserve it and if we can ride in behind them and help them out in any way that's what we want to do and see them winning uh, please God and so we hardly thought that it was going to be another you know 11 years before we'd be Contested one, but like that's the way Kilkenny hurling. How trying to go with Kilkenny is a, is is a, is a, is, a, is as hard as anything. And uh, the road is open now for the lads. Get over Saturday and and we'll fight on again. You know. Yeah, no, definitely, Andy, and we wish you all the best in that drive for the success. And um, like you said, all all of Kilkenny are behind you, and uh, the very best of luck to everyone, Andy. And hopefully next Monday night we'll be yeah. talking about another victory for all Aucklands. Yeah, and I'll have to give out the free chips to win the Leinster. <laughs> yeah, what, what time? Nicky, 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 Bye-bye, bye-bye. And that was Andy Comfort joining us there as always on the Monday. And um, 
Eamon, um, you might be in the queue for the chips as well if they win. I shall take you on it. Hopefully they get the job done someday anyway. Eamon, um, um, just before we move on to some of the handball news, I suppose, look, after all Auckland's won the county championship this year, it's great that they are after getting that momentum in Leinster as well, you know, because I think outside of Kilkenny, a lot a lot of uh, counties be only looking at the Shamrocks and you know it's great that all Aucklands have now progressed into a Leinster final yeah you know they've since the Mullen that game really like we spoke about a lot of times on the radio here like they've just the whole season has nearly transformed that was like last year they came on stuck against Mullen Levac Thomastown this year they got to, they got over the lane and they got the job done and, you know it was touch and go in that game for a long time they were well behind at half time the conditions were going against them you know everything kind of favoured Mullen Levac that day and for all Aucklands to come through that and then the momentum you know every game after that they built on it and Bridge were hotly fancied I suppose going into that semi-final as well and they were after dispatching a Tolleron who many people thought were going to charge for as the county title again this year as well so you know so they've, they've had a tough battles and then the way they came through the game against the Shamrocks was just fantastic and to to go on then and to beat Mount Leinster Rangers and to have the victory then at the weekend as well and now to be in the Leinster final is fantastic Yeah no it's brilliant and I suppose um, look Nafina won't be any push over either you know I, I thought now maybe Nace might get the better of them after their experience in the Leinster Championship last couple of years but you know especially after Nafina's first first county championship short Donald Burke but they're really after making great strides as well Yeah I suppose when you look at a couple of years ago they played on a Saturday night under lights and I think they were uh, beaten by Ballyboden was it after extra time and the comprehensive win then that they had this year and like you said missing the likes of Donald Burke who you know, he's the marquee forward in Dublin really at the moment and to be missing him for a club team and to come through that so and again like I said I would have fancied Ness to win at the weekend as well so for Nafina it's kind of uncharted territory for them but it should be a good game now on Sunday as well you know yeah, and it should attract a brilliant crowd as well definitely yeah yep. um, Eamon just as before we go to the handball news I know Tommy Rowan was in touch with me you have a fundraiser up in the club on the 9th of December in Tom Rail Park uh, the car wash that's right Kieran. yeah there's a car wash there for the adult hurlers there and um, it has been run there the last couple of years so it's on again then on the 9th of December and um, between 9.30 and 4.30 yeah so basically I think it's a 10 euros for the car and going to get the car washed and all proceeds then go through for the players like for for the bits and bobs kind of for, for next year and it is uh, very well supported there during the COVID and different times and uh, there's a raffle on the day and you know you can bring the, the young lads along as well and, and stuff like that but it's a great fundraiser because it's run by the players you know it's for the players and to, you know there's a lot of people have supported it and it's great when you see the players and they're buying something like that that is for them and um, it'll be great to see the people in the parish out on the 9th of December in Tomray Park Yeah and look at like you said you know after a good year in the senior as well you know into a senior quarter final and a chance for the young young kids to go down and meet a couple of the adult players as well Yeah it was a long time since we were in a senior quarter final so it was definitely progress you know what I mean and I know a lot of times progress is, is judged by trophies and what you win in the cabinet, but not every team is as successful as, say, Shamrocks and Ballahale have been in recent times, and that's why when you see the likes of all Auckland's winning, and it just proves how how much it means to, to a club to, to, to get over the line and, and to win a championship, <coughs> and even Thomastown, 34 years, I think it is, since they were senior last time, and, you know, so the, the likes of that, the winning, you know, it's to, to be cherished as well, and any bit of progress sure is to be enjoyed, and sure isn't it great to be for, for everyone to be back hurling again and looking forward to next year, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Thanks for that, Eamon. Hey, Kieran, before we go back to your break, just to, we want to remember tonight uh, Billy Norris. Billy was, uh, Pat would know him, Tom would very well, any Richie would know him, Baldwin Piltown Club. He was the heart of the whole, the Piltown Hurlers go up there off in the very early stages along with Johnny Shea and obviously more down there. And so John, uh, Billy died over the last couple of days, his funeral is tomorrow. So we'd just like to remember him for his great contribution and he's helped to so many J clubs around the country. 
Thanks for those words, Nicky. Uh, just before we go to the break, then, Justin Handball News, the Irish Nationals took place at Clare Venues over the weekend, and there was some success for Kilkenny in the ladies' A singles final. Amy Brennan was successful in that. She had a brilliant win over two local players from Clare, and she brought back the title. Then in the men's A singles, uh, Kyle Jordan had a brilliant win as well. Um, he came through a tough field in that men's A competition and Kyle was the standout player all through so congratulations to both Amy and Kyle then in the men's C plate then Ray Cullen he had a great win as well coming through some tough competition those men's C competitions can take on a life of their own with the amount of participants in it so Ray was unlucky to lose the first round but came in the back door then and was uh, successful in the plate so a brilliant win for Roy he's putting in a great effort into his game and uh, brilliant to see him coming home with a title then then in the men's open there was two Kilkenny players in the semi-final of the competition Shane Dunn took on Robbie McCarthy after some brilliant wins to get there in the last 16 and the quarter final and then just uh, Robbie McCarthy just a standout player again but Shane gave it his all just came up short against Robbie McCarthy but he can be very proud of reaching an open semi-final the same with Peter Function he came through two tough rounds and then played uh, Dermot Nash in his home court then in June Graney and he brought Dermot Nash to a tiebreaker 11-4 brilliant game there streamed live on GA handball and uh, um, Dearman then went on to win the tournament it was brilliant to see in his home court of Tungraney and the history of all the, the, the players down there the Kirby's and the lakes down there saw a um, brilliant win for Dearman Nash against Robbie McCarthy then last Thursday night the handball AGM took place in Nolan Park and there was uh, poor enough attendance from the clubs in Kilkenny which was very disappointing but uh, it was brilliant to have members of the Kilkenny Hurlem board there as well and uh, some brilliant speakers on the night as well and a great secretary's report produced by Martin Lawler and I'll have all the list of positions for you next week um, but uh, if we could plead to anyone out there in the handball world we're short of volunteers if you can come forward it's a very successful time for the Kilkenny handball and it'd be important people are coming up to their five year terms and all that now so we need all hands on deck especially in the world championships here next year so if people could come forward that would be great and it would be greatly appreciated by everyone in Kilkenny handball because the same people can keep doing the same jobs and we need fresh blood into the handball right join us after the break where we'll be looking ahead to Dixborough's game with uh, Lockheed Shamrocks in the All-Ireland Camogie semi-final and we'll be also looking back at some of the weekend's games and looking ahead to the up and coming games this weekend as well Tars World of Gaelic Games. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back. Uh, we're delighted to be joined on the line now by Fran Grinsel. Green, Fran. Kieran, how are things? Not too bad. Fran, uh, you're busy tonight. Your start of your kickathon. Yeah, we're down here now. There's a few here actually. Um, have the generators running, so you might hear them in the background. Um, it's only a cannon up it. Yeah, look at this to start to 12 nights. Pat has been down for 14. I'll do 14, Pat, if I don't actually get enough money in the 12. <laughs> right. So, so what night that. does it finish then on the Friday night, is it? On the fr next Friday night, well, Friday week. Okay. But, I will, but I'm telling you now, I will stay on if I don't get more money. Extra time and penalties. Yeah, extra time <laughs> and penalties, yeah. But expecting you down for one as well. Oh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll put in a presence, all right. You sound out of breath already. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm too. <laughs> what can I say? I, only, I don't have the same level of fitness as you. Is that right? <laughs> a horrendous talk. Oh, too fat, that's running around the pitch. There you go, Pat. I'll admit to it. You next. Yeah, I wouldn't run, though. <laughs> right, you're, you're, you're kicking down there anyway, beside the water gate every evening from half six. Half six to eight o'clock, yeah. It's only an hour and a half or an hour and three quarters, whatever, something like that. There might be a bit of overtime, but that's okay. Mm. So I'm here from around say, six o'clock, ten past six on. Yeah, and we don't mind having you on the TC Tires World of Gaelic Games. The ban is gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a national sport. Football is. Soccer is for seven months of the year. So you can discuss that on, on your GA programme. <laughs> that right? All right, fan, fan uh, Grace, and uh, all for a very good cause. Kushnoor and... Kushnoor. Uh, Kushnoor after borrowing a lot of money there. Pat, they're putting in a new centre. And it isn't state-funded. To the best of my knowledge, Kushnoor is not state-funded. Mm. So they depend on the likes of this, you know. So it's a huge, it's a huge ask every year. Yeah. So I'm happy to do it. Nice, it's a super charity, really. You know, nice people as well. They're to sound out. There's one of them down here now. Once Bill Cuddy, but I'll tell you, he wouldn't kick snow off a rope. <laughs> he might run around the rope, but he wouldn't kick snow off it. Oh well, that'll do. That'll do. He'll be a de- right. he'll be a decoy. Right, Fran. We'll talk ah, to you. Thanks for ringing me. Thanks, thanks. Ron. Thanks, Fran. Thanks Bye very much for joining us. And that was uh, Fran Grinsel joining us there down in Dean Street, Pat, is it? Yeah, beside the water gate. Uh, the, the, is it the Millennium Park or whatever they call it there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he has that there last year and he has it again this year. Yeah. Uh, Pat, Camogie news then. You were yeah, well, there's the only one Camogie story in town. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the minor B county final. A cracking game it was down Kilmacow, up on the high pitch again. And uh, that wasn't good hunting ground for uh, Dale's fourth the week before the under-21, but uh, yesterday it was against Glenmore. And uh, two very evenly matched teams. Uh, it was five points to four at half time. Dale's fourth got three points in a row. Looked to be getting a grip. Uh, Glenmore came back with a, a a goal, uh, that one from Keelan Byrne to level it up and then we had the next five minutes and the game was in the balance we were saying the next score would be vital and uh, Neve uh, Davis was uh, deadly all through and um, uh, she sent in a ball, I, I think Lisa Fitzpatrick finished it and then Neve Davis uh, got another goal a couple of minutes later and just swung the game Dane's fourth way and uh, Neve, uh, Lisa Fitzpatrick ended up with a hat-trick actually the end of Dane's fourth really came alive in the last, ten, you know when you're, you have that little cushion and they started playing with real confidence off the shoulder, linking up and that kind of thing, uh, they were very good and they ran out 4-12 uh, to 2-5 winners um, great team performance and uh, outstanding from uh, the whole way and uh, the, the, the way they were able to uh, you know, tackle and uh, use their bodies to shield the ball and, and that was uh, very evident all through for Dane's Fort Glenmore had a brilliant goalkeeper in Aideen Ryan, this Girl, if she stays there, she's just inter county class. Good handballer as well. She's cat like, you know. She's ju- she's not just a, a stand up goalie. She's off her line. She's all busy, and she's a very good puck out as well. She was outstanding now, and uh, I think she's only un- she's under sixteen. They're in the under sixteen county final next week as well. So um, Camogie going well down there in Glenmore. Camogie going well in Dane's Fort now. They're after the one in the the. Uh, 
we say the all county league at uh, intermediate got to a what was the semi final or whatever it was and lost out to the Rolling Steve. Yeah. yeah, and uh, then you know they've won the 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 minor B. So and there were, I think the one minor C or that a couple of years ago as well. I I think uh, much of the, a few would uh, share those players were on it as well. So anyway, it's nice to win something. Yeah, you know, no, nice definitely. and very well, uh, a very good game. Two good teams. Yeah, no, mm. definitely. And Pat, then Dixborough heading for Ashbourne on Saturday, two o'clock against Lockheed Shamrocks, and just I noted in the headline in the paper last week was uh, Dixborough next for Lockheed. So they obviously fancy Lockheed Shamrocks, but um, this Dixborough team, you know, they're, they're going, their defences display so far have been very good. Yeah, uh, they're 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 very good, at, and it's a kind of the hallmark of this team. We say even over the five years, they've uh, they've had an outstanding defence, and uh, they're they're able to close down teams. Lockheed, uh, there's plenty of good club teams in in, in Antrim, and uh, you know Lockheed will be coming from the the Glens and from the heart of the the Camogie up there. So um, the nothing to be taken for granted there you're going up to Ashburn it's uh, neutral ground and uh, you have to be on your game uh, to, to win it Yeah, no definitely and we wish the best of luck to the Dixborough players and the management it has been a well, brilliant campaign it has been so far and hopefully it doesn't stop on Saturday and they'll be booking their place in an all Ireland final so best of luck to everyone involved and uh, we'll be following that game very, very closely here on the radio and hopefully there'll be a big attendance up there. Uh, I know there's a good few supporters, buses going from the clubs as well. Um, I think it's 15 euro return, which is very good value as well for a great day's out up there in Ashburn. Nicky, we have a text in here to want to know, when is Nicky releasing his autobiography since Richie is the trendsetter? Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, I won't answer that this evening. <laughs> is it, uh, it sounds like a New Year job. Um, we have a text in from Benjamin Uh, good evening Kieran. the underage success being enjoyed by Dixborough and Jane Stevens testament to the work being done in the city are there enough teams for all these young players to get game time I'm wondering if there might be scope for a fourth club in the city or would that spread the talent too thin and that's from Benjamin he's a very good question he's on the ball he might be living in the Isle of Lewis but he has his finger on the pulse there yeah there's going and to be a real problem in the city add another 6,000 people over in the western environs well, that's what I was and, going it's to a, say. and it's a real real challenge now, joking aside I know we're having a bit of a laugh at ourselves here but the bottom line is is that there's going to be a real problem for uh, in the future how all these young lads are going to be cared for it, to be fair to the three city clubs as a collective urban area, Kilkenny is one of the best in the country in terms of how it services uh, the, the whole thing. And I, another club would be ideal, but how do you start another club? Where does it go? Unless you have a big row in one of them. So that's going to be very difficult. But it, uh, it, it, there's a big issue for the county board here that it needs to face up to. And I mean, I've raised it with politicians on numerous occasions in interviews here. Where's the green space, guys, that you're, when you're developing all these houses around the place, where is the green space? And I'm not even talking just about the G, I'm talking about other codes as well. I think there's going to be huge social problems in the future because of uh, of, uh, of some of the way the whole infrastructure has been put together. Especially with new schools being built as well. You know, they're being built without plans for green space. You know, well, there you go, the yeah. We will pay for this. I mightn't be around, but uh, we were going to pay for this in years to come. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Nicky, just another question. Um, a listener just asked me at the weekend there. He just wants to know why are names of pitches listed in Irish? He said it's very confusing for people outside of Kilkenny that love to go to club games around the county. It's probably traditional. Um, I mean, there was there were there was pitches named after a kind of uh, Irish revolution, if I want for a better word, uh, and uh, it just it just for a lot of pitches, it's just uh, 
they, they're, they've been the Irish name tagged on tagged on to them but still there's not that many I'm trying to think now Park Lockton in Freshford is the one that springs to mind but uh, but I'm trying to Park think Park Seamus Steve Fawn Park Seamus Steve Fawn yeah Park the Shamrog yeah there's a few alright but but mm. in the overall they're small relative are they Kieran right? there's probably a lot there's probably five or six I suppose is there you know there's a grant for putting up Irish signs now as well <laughs> in, in GA clubs yeah yeah. so there was always trend. a tradition of yeah. the GA doing things off Skylga as well yeah that's know. right yeah yeah, mm-hmm. um, Kieran, just on that point that Nicky was making there about um, the numbers in around the city, like there's a thing we notice here and I know I am and it's a point close to your heart as well you know the schools in Kilkenny like you know like you looked at the two teams last week in the Leinster final you know, 34 on a panel, on both panels, and 15 lads on the bench that are good enough to start on any other school team in the country, probably. Yeah, you do, and you, you, you've got a real centralisation of it now, you know, uh, Kieran's and CBS attract a huge amount of players. Um, like, I, I played with Kieran's. I left Kieran's in 92, and Kieran's was essentially, you had, a, you had the village, obviously, backbone, you had a few lads from Lachlan's, and then there was some borders from Tip and Leash and then there was others from around uh, uh, a certain scattering of others but the lads say from Comer, Muckley, Ballaragut, Connie, they all went to Castle Comer Community School uh, the lads from Greg Ballycallan one particular side of Tullerone maybe Carrick Shock, Dunamagan, Callan obviously Wine Gap, they all went to school in Callan and, and so on around the county and but that's not happening now, you've, you've busloads of lads coming from places like Callan to go to school in Kilkenny uh, and, and that's, that situation is repeated and repeated and Kieran's now have attracted far more hurlers from a wider base since the boarding stopped and you'd imagine it should have gone the other way, you know, but it hasn't You've lads, like in the last few years, you've lads from uh, Mount Leinster Rangers hurling with St. Kieran's. To me, I I genuinely hope they're not going to Kieran's just to play hurling, but you'd have your suspicions that they might be. You know, uh, Mm. uh, one thing I will say is that Kieran's is actually a very good school. If there was never a hurler of all picked up, it is a very, very good school. So you could see why people might go there for uh, educational purposes. But if they're being, um, if they're going there for hurling, uh, it's you know, to be better off in their local school and myself and yourself were involved with the under-14s last year and uh, when we whittled down the panel initially to 72 uh, you know, we, we kept a very broad base throughout the year but we, we whittled it down to 72 that being three panels of 24 essentially uh, of the 72, 36 of those were going to school in St. Cairns which means that we had players who were essentially on a county panel who would have been subs on their school's B team uh, and even that kind of stuff is frightening you know so uh, no look we can't do anything about where people go to school parents and children and, and that will decide that themselves but you'd be hopeful that lads would go to their local school because they are all good schools Castle Cormor Community School uh, Callan's a very good school yeah. uh, and then the smaller yeah, the vocations Thomas and Ballyhane yeah, yeah. they, they're all really good schools you know yeah. Yeah, I mean, you were out in Callan, you know, I didn't do no Hickey these lads any harm going out to Callan to hurl. No, it's a long time ago now, Kieran, I suppose since, you know, I think David Herity would have been on the last with Kenneth Hickey, that would have been on All-Ireland winning teams, say, that would have went through Callan, if I, if I remember off the top of my head now, but, you know, it's just a tie-in with the brother Damien with the open, the yesterday with the the event in John Locke Park as well, you know, it brings it all back to his time in the school and over the team and that as well, so, yeah, yeah. 
Right, that's where we leave it for tonight. Uh, thanks to Kieran, Eamon, Nicky, Pat, Andy for joining me on the phone, and Richie for joining us in the studio as well. And most of all, thanks to you for listening at home. And must give special mention tonight as well to Jim Rowan, obviously with Super Value closing inside in the Market Cross. Uh, it, the friendly face of Jim and always the welcome and the smile he gave to everyone in there and I know he's a great supporter of all the community radio shows so we wish Jim all the best and uh, hopefully we'll meet you around Jim but uh, thanks for all your service in Supervalue there you're always a great friendly face in there so uh, after 7 o'clock uh, Martin Morris will be here at Country Time and until next Monday night good night and God bless and we'll talk to you then TC Tars World of Gaelic Games